0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Amateur Therapy Podcast, where we keep it real and aim to heal. I'm your host, Sydney Jay, and on today's episode, we'll be talking all about how to handle ending relationships. So let's get right into the episode. Hello! Oh my gosh, it's been... little bit since I've been trying to record. Um, So I have a couple announcements, but first, how are we doing today? I hope well, and I hope you're feeling mighty blessed. Um, I'm currently sitting in my sister's room on her bed, recording, chilling, um, running through different schedules with this podcast. So a few updates. um, I'm sorry for the delay for episodes i was having some technology issues and just environmental issues it's i'm not really in a space conducive to creating to the capacity that i want to create whether that's noises in the background which you still might hear on this episode because i don't have a soundproof place i literally just record where i can um with what i have so in the future, I hope to be blessed with mighty resources um, that will help me create um, as beautifully and as up to par as I want to. But thank you all for being here here with me from the beginning with the scarce resources that I do have. But besides that, um, our schedule is changing with guests as well. I know I wanted to do guests every other week, but finding guests is pretty hard, especially for someone's first starting out with a podcast. So I'm hoping um for new guests to come maybe once a month, so maybe every third Sunday, um, of each month. And on the topic of Sundays, my episodes will be um, four Sundays and then once one week off so you'll have four podcasts and then a week off and then we'll continue on um so hopefully y'all don't get tired of me I don't get burnout from the podcast and yeah but anyways I think that's it for the announcements um so yeah I know you heard in the intro we're going to be talking about some strategies for ending relationships so this episode is going to be called embracing endings versus relationship recovery I know that Coming to terms with an ending relationship, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or a co worker bond, whatever, it can really be tough. Um, but this is something that we all go through. Sometimes, The end is quick and painful, sometimes it just fizzes out with time, and other times it's just like an awkward lingering of not really knowing where the relationship stands or where it's headed, but you also don't want to let it go because there's not really a clear-cut issue, so today we're going to talk all about that, and I'm really just going to give you two strategies for handling an ending relationship. And just for the sake of this conversation, the term relationship really just refers to any connection between two people. So it can be a friendship, like I said, a co-worker bond, a romantic relationship, family members, any connection that you can say there is a relationship between the two of you. So when you begin to feel your relationship coming to an end, Or if you start to feel a strain on a relationship it's usually either because the relationship has served its time and purpose or because the relationship is not being maintained by one or both parties i find that sometimes those are the hardest relationships to let go of because usually there were no hard feelings or love lost it's just that you know you outgrew one another and other times though It can be that it was just a really poor relationship that led to lessons and character strengthening. But either way, the thing to know is that everyone comes for a reason, but some people are just for a season. If the relationship is not being maintained or it's not being tended to, then that's a different sort of uh, scenario. And that simply means that there's a present lack of something and someone or even both parties in the relationship are not being served or fulfilled. Examples of this would be someone feeling that they're not given enough time or attention, people in the relationship not feeling respected, feeling like you're not checking in on one another, disregarding your friends or your partner's need from you, and many other things being done that causes damage to the relationship. This can be really hard to grapple with because when we're in relationships, sometimes we go into them thinking that they'll just run smoothly because there's just so much love there, there's a good connection and bond there, but we have to know that love is not enough. All relationships take choices, intentions, actions, care, trust, communication, and so much more love yes it should be the foundation but love has to be looked at as a verb as a continued action to show up for that person in the way that you can and in the way that they need so what can we do when we're in these situations where we're thinking well i mean this really isn't working anymore well number one you can embrace the ending or number two You can try to recover the relationship. So let's start with embracing the ending. Embracing the ending just means, hey, I'm aware that this is ending. And I will allow it to end with the knowledge and belief that it's for a good reason. Frankly, sometimes we can't see the good in the ending at the moment. But trust me when I say that every ending is just a new beginning. So, be excited and be open and anticipate something fresh and something new to spring up into your life. The process of embracing an ending starts with assessing the situation. Assessing the situation just means you're looking at what you have. So, in assessment, you might think, well, is this relationship actually coming to a close? Or you might think, well, if it is coming to a close, is it salvageable? Why is it ending? Is it on good terms? Are we ending on bad terms? Are we going to remain cordial? You know, are like we going to still communicate? Those are the kinds of questions that come up when you're doing a relationship assessment. Um, And these types of questions are questions that affirm um, and kind of allow you clarity of the ending and say okay well i am aware of this ending so where should we go from here and if it's not a consideration of we where should i go from here a person who i am responsible for is me so after you assess and you know This is definitely a clear-cut ending and whether you're going to end things completely or whether you guys will find your way back to each each other in the future, um, you're going to want to assure yourself that you can move on. Sometimes you might feel like you're lost after cutting ties with someone because it's like, hey, you know, like I've been with this person for so long. We're always together. This is the person I talk to every day. That's my go-to. Like it all just feels like how can i live without this person but before you began that relationship you were you and you had a life of your own and similarly literally the same after this relationship you're going to be you maybe a little wiser maybe a couple changes more wisdom more growth but you'll still be you and you'll have a life of your own We can't have people be the source of our life. Instead, we need to know that people come into our lives to enhance it, not create our happiness or joy or peace. You know, they should just add to it. So if you struggle with being happy when you're alone, whether it's not having the best of friends or not having a romantic partner or lack of family then I'd recommend maybe being alone even longer because it's important that we learn how to find happiness from within. Otherwise, we may never truly be happy. So know and trust that you can move on. So next, after you have assessed assessed the situation and assured yourself that you can move on, take a pause. Pause on what went on in the relationship that caused the ending don't dwell on it, just pause and reflect and think what happened or didn't happen enough to cause this relationship to fizz out. When we do this, it can bring clarity about our actions and intentions and the other person's actions and purpose in the relationship, and that might be helpful in us moving on. An example of a pause and reflect would be something like this. Well, I feel neglected in this relationship, like I'm not important enough or not given enough attention, but I also never advocated or spoke up in the relationship about me needing more time and attention. When you pause and reflect, you always want to acknowledge both parties' actions and always bring the responsibility back to you. That's shown in this example by saying, well, my person was not giving me the attention I needed, but I also did not speak up about not feeling cared for or tended to. So at the end of the day, I'm responsible for not communicating that. You are not responsible for even if you did communicate, hey, I need more time together. I need to talk to you more. I need more attention. If you advocated for yourself in that way and they still did not produce results that you were expecting or needed, then that is on them and that is not on you. So don't ever feel bad about someone else's lack of actions or lack of ability to provide the things that you need and the lack of fulfilling your love languages or anything because that just might not be the person for you or it might not be the time for you to be with that person or friend or still keep it tight. Uh, keep in ties with that family member, okay? So just know that you're responsible for communicating that. And in a relationship, we can't always assume that our friend or our partner is a mind reader 100% of the time because the communication of your needs is pivotal to growing and maintaining a relationship. So let me give you guys another example, Let's say it's a friendship and your friend always gossips about, well, let me put it in in my life, okay? My friend always gossips about me behind my back and I don't feel like I deserve that. In this example, my friend is being a gossip, which is wrong towards me, but I claim that I don't deserve that type of behavior or treatment, which has everything to do with me and how I view myself, and my self-worth, and what I want in a relationship. It has nothing to do with them. In this example, I'm responsible, again, for taking care of myself. And in order to do that, I chose to end the friendship. I hope that that makes sense and is clear. So now, with embracing this ending, you've assessed it. You've assured that you can move on. You did a pause and reflect so now what you need to do is act and that's an acronym for address it communicate and trust the process when you act a c t you allow yourself the cleanest exit from a relationship now i understand that this isn't feasible for some relationships like maybe someone who's in an abusive or toxic relationship so just filter this suggestion and apply this practice where you see fit so the A is for, uh, the A and act is for address it. Address it by going to the person and saying, this isn't working out. Or, hey, can we talk about us? That sets you up to C, communicate. When you communicate, make sure that you're clear on what it is you feel and perceive and what next steps you want to take in the relationship. One example for um communicating in an ending romantic relationship would be saying, listen, the best thing for me and for the sake of us is to end things. I want us to respect one another and always remember the growth and love we shared. But in order for me to move on, I really need to delete all social media posts of us or maybe unfollow you or block you, whatever I need to do so that I can take this time to really heal and embrace new things. Long extensive example, but That's a thorough way to communicate what the problem is. Um, It demonstrates what you want. It demonstrates what you hope for out of the two of you or for yourself. And it addresses next steps for moving on. The most common saying about relationships right, is that communication is key, but we often face barriers or lacking communication in relationships, which can really cause our relationships to falter. So I hope that in remembering to act, communication can come easier even before an ending happens and hopefully it'll save you from an unnecessary ending. So the last thing in the act is to T, trust the process. Trusting the process is knowing that you went through this for a reason and that now that this chapter has come to a close, you're on a track for new beginnings. It can be tough to stay, but your story uh, must go on. Your story is still being written and you hold the pen, y'all. So remember assess, assure and act. So that was number one, embracing the ending. Now for method number two, recovering the relationship. Recovering the relationship um, I I find that this one can be really difficult but It's only because we can be stubborn beings. We're used to having patterns and we crave consistency and we often resist change, but we can't do that when it comes to recovering the relationship. Let's say that there's been some sort of damage being done in a relationship of yours Maybe someone lied to you, or they insulted you, or the trust was broken, or your friends leave you out of plans and make you feel like a second-class citizen. So you're really starting to feel like a second-class citizen in the relationship. Well, that can really leave someone wanting to end things, but also maybe craving to heal things or wishing that things were how they used to be. Maybe at the beginning of the relationship, the puppy love stages, whether that was you know friends, family romantic partner, whatever. But let me tell you that after damage is done, things will never go back to 100% how they used to be. And that's what makes it harder to rekindle things. But what if I told you that the way to overcome that is to stop trying to get things to be how they used to be? Instead, with all the lessons and forgiveness exchange, you need to create something new, a more mature, a smarter, a more caring and attentive relationship. Because if things were to go back to how they were, you'd only end up hurt again, you know? So how do we start relationship recovery? Well, first things first, you have to acknowledge that the damage is being done. Address it with your person. Address it, but only speak for yourself, not for them, because, you know, then it will begin to feel like an accusation or an attack rather than a genuine concern for the relationship. One example of addressing a problem would look like this. Uh, Let's say your person lied to you. I'd address it by saying, I need to talk to you about the lack of trust in our relationship." after learning that mm, you weren't truthful about blah 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 whatever x y and z it's been difficult for me to be vulnerable with you and that's something I need to be in order to feel uh, completely and fully committed to this friendship can we talk about this so no matter their response you did the right thing and maybe it might not be as staged and thought out as that um but hit the key points. Hey, I need to talk to you about whatever it is and say why you need to talk about this about this topic. Say how it has impacted you or what it has done to you in the relationship and why. It needs to change in order for you to stay committed to this relationship or to feel fulfilled and happy and satisfied in this relationship, you know? So once you've addressed it, in a perfect scenario, you guys might have talked it out and now you we'll end up in a fork in the road that says, well, where do we go from here? Like, we addressed it, we talked it out. Did we talk it out and now we're we're on the road to recovery? Or did we talk it out and we're on the the road to embracing the ending, right? But in this scenario, we're on the road to recovery. (laughs) So let's talk about the recovery. So from here, you should create self-goals and shared goals that help you be the best partners, friends, or family members to one another. So a self-goal can be something like, okay, well, I haven't been the best at making time to check in for you or check in with us. So maybe every Friday night at nine, we can have a weekly call where we catch up. And a shared goal can be something like, all right, we haven't been bonding as much, so let's find an activity we can do together to grow our bond Maybe we can do a dance class, maybe we can go exercise together five times a week, something that will create a space for you guys to bond. So there we have a self goal, which has to do with you and repairing your wrongdoings or applying yourself more to the relationship. And then we have a shared goal, which holds both of you guys accountable and holds both of you guys to a goal that will help you grow in your relationship and move you into a better direction for that relationship. So I hope that's clear. Um, creating self-goals and share goals, ultimately what they do is set you up for intentional growth and repair in the relationship. So let me give you guys another example. Let's say that one issue was that you felt like an afterthought by your friend. And I felt like this before and I've addressed it, but sometimes people aren't responsive to it. They kind of just say, oh, you're just overly sensitive, but you don't have to receive that. If you are a person who needs time and attention and you enjoy sharing time um, and activities with people you care about, then that says everything about your personality and that's okay. So if these people don't match your personality or they don't correlate to the things that you need, that's okay. They might not be the type of person that can serve that um, purpose in your life. But but whoever you believe in, whoever you're around um, will provide And who you are will attract the right people into your life. So don't stress it out. It's only for a certain period of time. So just focus on yourself and your needs and what you can provide for other people. Because the world is not all about us. We don't live in a world that is here to only please us. We're here to exchange. So remember, it's not all about you all the time. Um, It's about all of us jointly together in unity and harmony, okay? But sorry for going off a little tidbit, but anyways, your friend has been making you feel like an afterthought, right? But you've addressed it and you want to move forward with it. Well, now your friend can either agree to consider you more um, now that they know your, your need, or you guys can figure something else out that can help create maybe a compromise a, a mutual agreement that will make you both happy in the relationship, and I know it's really a, a hard say if the person was like, okay, well now I'll I'll make more time for you. It can be hard to accept that behavior after you had to bring it up because it kind of feels fake, you know, like oh, you're only doing this because I had to say something about it and not because you actually want to. But get that lie out of your head immediately because I promise you, and I don't make promises, but I promise you. No one is going to do something that they don't want to and really keep up the act just to maintain an act to seem like they care about you. Eventually, if it's not true hearted and it's not um, good intended, like it's there's no good intentions behind that action, that action will soon fade away and the real person will represent itself again. So... If you notice that they're not genuine in their approach, then maybe it's time to reconsider the relationship and say, well, maybe this isn't a relationship that serves me or that serves them in the capacity that they need. And it's okay. It's all right to end things. We just talked about embracing endings. It's okay. New beginnings, fresh starts, new lessons, new opportunities. Okay. It it can be a beautiful thing. We just have to have the perspective for it. Um, But... At the same time, you know, we have to know that people don't always know that you need as much attention or want to hang out as much because like I said, people are not always mind readers um and it it even happens with people who are really deeply and intimately connected and have deep soul connections sometimes those even people in those relationships need reminders of each other's needs that's part of communication so when you take the time to try to understand why people aren't treating you the best you'll start being more empathetic um And you'll start being more compassionate and start being more understanding because no relationship is perfect, but they can progress. So if the relationship is salvageable, try to recover it if that's what you desire. So now that you've acknowledged the damage, you've addressed it, you've set goals for moving forward, the last thing you need to do is stay consistent and keep it fresh. You have to treat your relationship like you want to be there and you want to keep it lively. Consistency assures that you and your person will be fulfilled and that freshness of the relationship will keep things fun and it'll allow for adaptation to changes as you grow together and as you grow as an individual. Consistency only allows for growth in trust and communication and ultimately It creates a safe space where people know that they are loved and cared for. If the relationship means something to you and is one that you want to keep in your life treat it like a garden. Maintain it, water it, watch it grow. And you have to do these things consistently to ensure that your garden stays beautiful and healthy just like your relationship. So with that being said whether you decided to um, cut ties with anyone or whether you decided to renew and recover your relationship with someone, newness, new beginnings, fresh starts all come from endings. So just embrace them. Face them head on and look forward to great things that may come from them. So I just want to do a recap. We may have breathed a little bit through the recovery, but it's really simple. I'm not trying to make any of these these lessons or these practices hard for anyone. They're really, really simple things that will br- bring significant um, growth and positivity into your life and into your relationships. So if you're ending a relationship, embrace that ending. Assess it. Assure yourself you can move on. Communicate. Act. Be clear. If you're... Recovering your relationship. Address the problem. Communicate what's going on. Figure out goals for next steps. Figure out your self-goals. Figure out your shared goals. Um, if And then go from there. Uh, remember to be empathetic and communicate in your relationships because we can't always know what our, our partner needs. We need to continue to have clear, intentional um, communication. Um, and finally you know, I'm just very thankful that you all were here to tune in and thank you for bearing with me for all the changes, for the delay and the episodes. So yeah, ultimately just thank you so much for tuning in to the Amateur Therapy Podcast. And if you've listened all the way to the end, I love you so hard. I'll be back on Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern um, with some more amateur therapy podcasts. Remember to keep it real and aim to heal.